0: The start of the 2023 college football season is here. It's week zero this weekend. What prospects do you need to know? Are we betting for or against the spread? And who's going to win? We'll tell you next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft. Your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked
1: On Podcast Network. Your team every day
0: what's up locked on family let's get locked in welcome back to the locked on nfl draft podcast your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects part of the locked on podcast network your team every day i am your boy damian parson always on the ones and twos you can find and follow me on twitter at dp underscore nfl i'm the host of the locked on clemson Football podcast, guys. Thank y'all for making locked on NFL Draft. Your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. Thank y'all for being the family and our everydayers and happy Friday to you. Guys, it's week zero of college football. And there's none other that I'd rather sit across the wave than talk about football with the my guy, Mr. LSU, Keith Sanchez, that you can find on Twitter at the talent code. Keith, talk to him,
1: baby what up locked on family this is keith sanchez senior draft analyst with the draft network man in 2019 national champ with those lsu tigers man and like dp said what is week zero of college football dp so you know if there's college football man you know there's college prospects this is the locked on nfl draft prospect you know podcast but we got to talk about the prospects so we're going to get into some prospects today man and we, we have quite a few slater games dp we have what we have usc playing this weekend we have notre dame and we have some HBCU action, man. So we want to dive into these NFL Draft Prospects, like I said, because this is the NFL Draft Podcast 24-7, 365. We don't stop over here. But, DP, before we jump this thing off with the prospects that you should watch this weekend, why don't you hit them with our title sponsor?
0: This episode of Locked On NFL Draft is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with the promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Keith, guys, football is here, man. It's finally here. College football especially. We've had some preseason NFL action, but now having the college football here, Keith, I'm excited. And for me, man, you know, looking at one of the, the teams that I'm very interested in uh, this year, and I just really went through their roster recently this week for the uh, Locked On Clemson podcast. Is the Notre Dame uh, Fighting Irish man? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think you talk about prospects to watch. It got a, to me. It starts on the offensive line, the left and right tackle. Joe Alt at left tackle, who's battling for that OT one, um, you know, title. But his teammate Blake Fisher, a guy that you watched in depth and studied this summer as well, you got two bookend tackles for a veteran quarterback in Sam Hartman. Uh, you know, going up against Navy, man, and I'm I'm really interested to see how those two tackles start the season, man. This is a uh, the opportunity for both of these guys to really put their best foot forward and, and push forward and, and just really set the tone for, especially with Joe Alt, right? Like six seven, three twenty. Time to show people out there. That, hey, man, I am the top guy. Not Olufashanu, not a uh, Marius Mims, not J.C. Latham, but it's me. Is this Joe, Joe Alt? But uh, uh, you know him and Blake Fisher. I'm, those are two the first two names that you know that I that I thought of, Keith.
1: Yeah. So I'm look at the matchup, DP and them playing um, Navy, right? So they, this is and they're playing in Ireland. So rather, you know, interesting location is. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> you know this. This should be a. Um, you know, one of those nostalgia-type moments, right, where, you know, college football is is not, you know, in the United States, but it's across seas. I think, what, Nebraska and Northwestern did this last year? Was it in Ireland? Yep. I can't remember if it was in Ireland or not, but they did. It was uh, somewhere somewhere over there. Yeah. (laughs) I think it wasn't, if if I'm not mistaken, man. But, like you said, this Notre Dame team, because Notre Dame, first of all, right, the Gold Domes, right, they're always going to have a lot of attention, on themselves right just because of the branding and who they are but like you said this is a roster that it, people are trying to decide if it's good or if it's average right and then, like you said it starts with this offensive line so you you threw out you threw out joe out joe out i'm sorry you threw out blake fisher but they're also on the, it I'm, I'm going through DP and this is just tapping into you know my times in recruiting right there's another guy that that jumps off to me that i knew that he was a highly talented player and in college, I mean, in high school, I'm sorry, um, going through his recruitment process, and that's Rocco Spindler, um, another guy, and and I just want to see how he plays, right? Because looking at it with quarterback Sam Hartman, another guy that we talk about, you know, is going to be a player to watch. He's going to have the benefit of having. A good offensive line so now the question is this is Sam Hartman going to be able to elevate his play uh but DP I, I want to do this can we can we transition to the defensive side of the football for Notre Dame and I'm going to ask of you what, what are some names that jump off to you because they've lost Isaiah Fosky, right like he's no longer there you know the Kyle Hamilton you know two years ago so who who's that guy for the Notre Dame defense this year
0: Oh man, it's in the secondary. Cam Hart, big, tall, long, athletic corner, 6'2, 207 pounds, long arms. A guy that plays a lot of kind of cover three bail technique, but he can man to play man to man as well. And, and, and I think this is a talented corner group. And you know, we talk about the top corners. Last year, I think when we were doing our old podcast, The Talent Fact, we talked about Cam Hart being one of those cornerbacks to watch in 2022. Mm-hmm. But this summer, when we talk about the top cornerbacks, Cam Hart's name wasn't mentioned, and I think this is, uh, you know, kind of the start of the season for him, where he can kind of stamp himself as as a as a guy to 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 watch all season when it pertains to the uh, to the cornerback race, not just for cornerback one and two, but just in just in general, Keith. But you talked about Isaiah Foskey going to the league. They got a guy that that from from Ohio State, Javante John Baptiste, who transferred over. That's supposed to fill, kind of help fill that role. Tall, long arm, athletic young man who can play with his hand in the dirt. But I think, the, if I remember when I when I watched him at Ohio State, I always felt like he was better with his better in like a two point stand, standing up, getting that be able to get off the ball quick, uh, worked around the edges and things like that. You know, from from a from a defensive uh, uh, defensive end standpoint. But they have a guy that I'm really interested in, Keith, on the on the interior defensive line. Uh, senior defensive tackle, Riley Mim, 6'5, 306. Yeah. Young man that was able to get after the quarterback. I made a lot about him too. pocket.
1: Yeah, heard, heard a lot about him just playing on that interior defensive line position. Um, Just, you know, one of those guys say that, you know, just physically just, you know, can hold a point of attack, very strong, Um, you know, high high motor type football player. So, you know, he's just one of those names that, you know, we did our preview, right? I don't know if we went over his name, but, you know, one of those guys that is now emerging and talking about throwing him into the group of uh interior defensive linemen. When we talked about that, this may be a class, right, that may have a lot of, you know, sp- not smaller guys, but not big guys either, right? And and they're they're um I, what am I trying to say? I guess their trait, right? Their high level trait would be rushing the quarterback and shooting gaps. Riley Mills is one of those guys that you're probably going to lean on to to stop the run, but also collapse the pocket too. So he's definitely right. going to be a name in the mix when it comes down the pipeline. But DP, I like doing this because I think that this perfectly translates right to wins and losses, right? So people wonder why we do this, man. You go and look at the, some of the better teams that won the national championship, DP, and I'm going to tell you, they usually have 10 plus draft prospects, right? And so usually talent talent wins out, right? Whether Whether it's NFL, college, high school, the more talented teams wins out. So I love this and, you know, we're going to get into the pick em segment. But, you know, it's, it, this is more so about, you know, talking about the draft prospects. But I love talking about these players in their light because it kind of paints a, a better picture of who should win the matchup. DP, we're about to go ahead and transition because, like I said, man, there, there are other matchups, right? We, we have USC playing. We have some HBCU action. But I think we're going to stop on USC, right, and talk about who are the key players that need to show up. Because guess what? Jordan Addison is gone. So who is that wide receiver that needs to show up this year for Caleb Williams if he wants to be a repeat Heisman candidate? We're going to get into it coming up next.
0: Guys, as a husband and a father, I shave for three people, myself, my wife and my son. Having a great shave makes me feel confident, attractive, clean and young. But no matter why you shave, Harry's has you covered for the best shave of your life at a price that you will love. I can tell you, I got the starter set. You want to talk about a deal, a $13 value for just $3 at harrys.com slash NFL. You don't want to miss it. What came with it? A five-blade German engineered razor, a weighted handle, foaming shaving gel, and a travel cover just in case you got to hit the road. I love all of that. And Harry's uh, skincare products will help you out a lot. The creams, the washes, the lotions, all of it will help you keep your skin healthy and hydrated. So get the best shave of your life this summer, okay? This summer with Harry's razor and skin care products. Get the $13 starter kit value for just $3 at harrys.com/nfl. That's harrys.com/nfl for the $3 starter kit. The USC children's, Keith, we 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 we're going to hit a couple different things in this topic. We're going to kind of talk about this a little bit some, uh betting against the spread, but to, to finish off that conversation from, from the first segment in terms of prospects to watch, you, you said Jordan Addison's gone. Well, they have three wide receivers at, 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 at USC that I'm watching. Mario Williams, you know, the speed mm-hmm. so that they put in the slot. Uh, Brendan Rice, who I believe is the, the son of Hall of oh, Fame, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. Yep. It's crazy to think about that. But then yep. also there's a young man from Arizona that transferred in. Dorian Singer, who could ball. You know what I mean? And I remember I was watching the studying that, that offense, watching Jordan Morgan, and I'm watching the passing game. And Singer was out there. You know, it was him and, and, and they kept, I think he's still there, Jacob Cowing, kind of the smaller, mm-hmm. shifty, explosive uh slot receiver. But Singer stepping in, I was like, okay, this young man has game two. So I'm watching all three of those guys off the rip, Keith, because I'm gonna say this. This is the start of Caleb Williams, of two things for Caleb Williams. This game starts. His second run for the Heisman, but also him solidifying himself and submitting himself as QB1 in the country and for the 2024 NFL
1: draft. Yeah, so the reason I brought up the wide receiver position, right, because it's going to be so important for Caleb Williams and the way that he plays, right? Like, that, and you watched it last year that when you watch Caleb Williams, there were times that you felt like his receivers could have did a little bit more outside of Jordan Addison, right? Jordan did what Jordan was going to do and play at a high level. But outside of Jordan Addison, you felt like his receivers, you know, could have done more. So I want to see with Jordan Addison being gone, who was that guy, right? Who's going to step up? And I really like that you brought up Doran Singer because he could be a guy, DP, that no one's talking about right now. They could end up into that, you know, potentially that top three round, potentially second round lock type of football player. If keller Williams is able to consistently feed him. And then, like you talked about, Mario Williams. Mario Williams is that is that Kadarius Tony esque type player, right? That that guy you put in motion that you can put in the backfield, um, you know, give handoffs to that you can, you, you know, line up in the slot, do a bunch of different things with him. But now the question is this. We talked about Kadarius Tony, but we just finished talking about Zay Flowers. Can he line up on the outside and win on the outside? That would be the question with uh with Great Mario point. Williams and how does he because I think it's gonna go far, right? Because everybody everybody knows Mario Williams, and I think quite naturally he's one of the more talented players on this in this wide receiver core, obviously. But the thing is this is he gonna be specific in his usage or is he able gonna be versatile and he's able gonna be that number one guy um for Caleb Williams?
0: No, 100 Keith, Keaton. I think, like I said, and even with staying on the, on the offensive side of the ball, they brought back you know, in the running game, they brought back Austin Jones, the red shirt uh senior. But the guy that I'm looking for, you know, is he, he coming from South Carolina, the Marshawn, five star running back. That was that, that unfortunately his career was like slowed down by a knee injury early on, but him transferring over, him being healthy. Ready to go. He's he's explosive, dynamic. You know what I mean. He, he he shows the ability to make moves and make cuts in open field. This is a young man. I think that with Caleb Williams in that backfield, he can do a lot of damage. Um, you know what I mean. If they if they get the run game going and even get him going in the passing game along with. Uh, and I think they got they have him slate. He's kind of like a hybrid, this young man. He's not a prospect just yet, but keep your eye on number 14, Relique Brown, oh, yeah. running back slash wide receiver. I mean, my shout out, shout out to our boy Eric Crockover, locked on uh 49ers. He told me about him about two years ago while he was still in high school. because uh, I think he coached the kid up, you know, when he when he still was living in Cali and everything. And he just talked about how how talented this kid is. But Keith, a guy that you talked about this, this summer. Corey Foreman on the defensive side of the ball for, for the Trojans. I just want to see how much snaps he gets, man. What what type of role is he going to play for this team? Because he was another, what, four or five-star recruit, highly touted. I want to see if we can get, finally get a breakout campaign from him. And, 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 I mean, this is the type of game that can catapult him forward.
1: Yeah, I'm, I mean – five-star he was the number one player in in the in the country right so when you so you know and i always talk about right stars five stars and all of that stuff it just is relevance to you check some type of box at a high level right whether that's the height weight perspective you know just something where you're off the charts and the 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 boxes that he checked right was was obviously the height the weight the athleticism um but also he had the film there right and I, i i watched this guy. I've, I've talked to him in person, you know, things like that. So, um, you know, he, he checks all of those boxes, DP. Now it's like, okay, why is he not coming into his junior year, the the a top 10 guy, a top 20 guy, right? You know, just things are like that right. in that nature. So I'm right on with you, DP, that I want to see if he's going to turn the corner and he's going to be a problem because he checks all of the physical tools. If you see this guy in person, you can be like, yeah, that's a football player. Yeah, he plays defensive end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's at a he's he's at a top program, so he 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 has all of those boxes. It's just a matter of where he's going to be able to fit in. And DP, you talked about him coming in, right? Another highly talented guy. USC they went over to to Georgia, right, and said, okay, can we get one of y'all guys? And they picked up Bear Alexander. Bear Alexander was yes. another highly touted guy. He committed to the University of Georgia originally. Um, I think he played there a year, maybe two. Um, at the most, I don't know why he left, right? I don't know if it was a snap share issue or you know, who knows, right? With that situation, it could have been NIL money, right? But we know that he's a highly talented football player. And this is what this USC defense needs, right? Some big physical guys that can come in and play. So right now on the depth chart DP, he's not listed as a starter, but obviously, you know, defensive line rotations and everything else, they play themselves out. So he's another guy that I want to see how this plays out for him.
0: Yeah, I love that name call because I actually forgot he was – I forgot he transferred from Georgia, but I remember the name Barry Alexander, 100%. Very talented kid. Think that he could bring that type of physicality they need on the interior defensive line. But two names in the secondary, Keith. Arguably, maybe safety one for some people, Kalen Bullock, the dude with all the range. Talk about a high-post safety. Could put him up there Ooh. by himself. The range and all that good stuff. Now, the main thing I want to see – tackling. I need to see you tackle better in in open field, but you know, the ball skills are there. He's an, he, he, he's a deep ball eraser uh, of sorts, Keith. And, And so I'm keeping my eyes on him. And then they got a corner they got from Arizona, Christian, uh, Roland Wallace, a big, uh, kind of big frame. I, I don't think he's like the tallest guy. I think he might be like six foot, six, maybe six one, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he's six foot, even 200 pounds, but he's well, well filled in in terms of his body type and his frame. Muscular build, strong kid, can play press man, be physical at the line of scrimmage, but also I think he could play some zone as well. So I want to say, I think he's a guy that, you know, could be one of those late, you know, those day three type of steals for a team. You know, you get them into the right situation, I think putting them at USC now where the the lights are bright, right? Like, you know, be honest, not a lot of people are watching Arizona football. So it is what it is. But they're going to watch, you know, they're going to watch USC. And if he's out there balling against Michael Penix and Bo Nix and those offenses, man, that's going to help his draft stock immensely.
1: Yeah, I agree. I want to rewind real quick, DP, to... To Kalen Bullock, man. And I I because I don't know how much we talked about him in past podcasts, right? But as a prospect, he he he's gonna be so polarizing because you're gonna look at the ball skills and you're gonna put up check marks, right? Check mark, check mark, check mark, and then you're gonna look at his frame and be like, okay, this guy is six to 190 pounds, right? Where do I play him? Because of you know, just the tackling and stuff like that. And I will tell you this: this is why, and I, I'm so happy, this is why we do this podcast, right? We want to see about Kalen Bullock, right, and his tackling perfect game. We're talking about playing against Navy, right? The triple option. What is he going to do, right? Sometimes he's going to have to have the pitch man, right? Sometimes, you know, because what they do is they align him so far back, but because of the numbers, right? With Navy, I think they're going to force him. He's going to have to play from a schematic standpoint. He's going to have to play closer to the box, right? And he's going to have to be involved in the run game. So I'm that's what I'm going to be watching for, DP. You know how you talk about resume games. I know this is not even week one. This is quote unquote week zero against Navy. But this is somewhat of a resume game because it's such a heavy run, heavy run offense. I want to see how he how, how willing he's gonna to be to tackle, how efficient and how effective he is, also at tackling. Also, so just to correct you, so he,
0: they, he's not playing, they're not playing there, they're playing San Jose State. You got them mixed up with Sam Hartman. I'm, yeah, so
1: I'm no sure did, with yeah, I'm tripping with Noki Bang. I'm sorry, no, no I, I,
0: but still, yeah. tackling is going to be big, regardless for, for Kalen Bullock. Because, like you said, he is that crazy enough, like he's built like a receiver, you know what I mean? He's built yeah, like a slim or a corner,
1: yeah, he's very, or, slim. yeah,
0: or a corner. So it's like when they say that's just so, especially free safety by himself, you the last line of defense. Well, if the running back breaks and he gets back there. What are you going to do? And I remember, I think it was Tajay Spears, the Utah game. I didn't like what I saw from Kalen Bullock one-on-one in, 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 um, in, in coverage, Keith. But about that Navy game before we transition, just to talk about the spread, Navy is a 20-and-a-half point underdog, Keith, to the to the fighting Irish. And, not, and this is, a, you know, the game's in Dublin, Ireland, so no one's, uh, <laughs> you know, no one's the the, the home team do uh, to bet against this spread Keith are are you betting against the spread or or you think that Notre Dame's gonna cover that 20 and a half that's a lot of points
1: that that is a lot of points I it's so this is why they make the spreads right I'm I'm gonna take this is week zero I'm gonna take Navy I, I I think I think I think I'm gonna take Navy I'm gonna take Navy
0: I'm with you. I'm taking Navy as well. We know that Navy's going to run that triple option and all that stuff. They can kind of, if they get going, they can kind of control the clock a little bit, drain it to where it doesn't thinking. have all and those possessions and all that.
1: Yeah. I was thinking that. And I'm thinking, thinking from, gonna win
0: by like 14 points, but I don't, yeah, don't, I don't I know. From, from,
1: <laughs> from Notre Dame's perspective. We talked about their offensive line, right, being the key for them. So I don't think they're going to come out there and sling the ball fifty times and try to put up a bunch of points, right? Um, what worries me is that maybe Aldrick
0: Yeah, uh,
1: what worries you a little bit though is is do they eventually wear down the Navy defensive line? Yeah, come the fourth quarter, and you know it's two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and break that thing open with DP. Be, I I, I right. think it's yeah it's it, it can be tough man that's yeah, that's man. why i was trying to think this thing through but that's why vegas is what vegas does is who they are right <laughs> like they're gonna make those spreads and make it difficult but dp man i want to keep this thing up man we talk about the pick em and you know going against the spread right trying to figure out where we're going to go with this so coming up next man we're going to do our pick 'ems, right who we think gonna win the game but that may be kind of obvious but we're going to go talk about you know the spreads and things like that and just have the conversation man keep this thing rolling and yes listen Kellen Bullock is not going against Navy this week. I got ahead of myself. I got too excited, wanted to see him tackle. He is not going against Navy, so I apologize for that. But coming up next, man, we are getting into this Pick'em segment. Family, August is here,
0: and you know what that means, the official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you have to do is one live snake draft with no waivers and no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every single week. So if you're like me and you want to set it and forget it, then you got to try Underdog Fantasy Best Ball. Try it with their Best Ball Mania tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back bigger and better than ever with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including. An outrageous $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July. So, why are you sitting here talking to me? Go draft. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with the promo code locked on. Get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdogfantasy, promo code locked on. It's time to pick up winning prediction of week zero of actual college football. It feels So good, Keith. It feels good. But to start it out, you know, because the games start at 2.30 Eastern time from the look of it, the schedule. And we talked about Navy. uh, It's technically an away game, but it's in, you know, Dublin, Ireland versus the 13th ranked Notre Dame fighting Irish. Of course, I'm going Notre Dame. We picked against the spread just now. They're a 20 and a half point favorite. I'm going with 14, maybe 17. I need Navy to keep it under 20 so I can, you know, get that in the, in the, in the notch column against the spread.
1: I agree. I'm, I'm, like I said, we I'm right there with you. I think hopefully this thing comes in right at 20 points. Right. And we look, we look like geniuses Um, comes right there, but I expect a lot of running the football. I expect, you know, the head coaches to be trying to get the jitters out, trying to get comfortable. So potentially a slow starting game, but then, you know, it, it'll kind of unravel from there, but hopefully it just doesn't unravel too fast.
0: No, not too fast. Not too fast. We got UTEP. Uh, on the road going in to play Jacksonville State. Keith, who you picking in this matchup?
1: Oh man, this this one, I think this is another interesting matchup, too. Uh, I'm gonna go with hmm, I'm gonna go with Jacksonville State. I'm gonna go with Jacksonville State. I I I, you know really well-ran football program. Um, you know, they they always have talent right for, for their level. So I'm gonna go with Jacksonville State.
0: Yeah, I was, I was leaning at Jacksonville State as well, you know, just for them to come out with this victory. Like I said, well-ran football team. Uh, it's week zero. You know, everything is – it takes a little bit for everybody to get going. Uh, so we got to see what they bring to the table in terms of UTEP. But I'm going to go Jacksonville State to protect uh, home field. Next up, we have UMass on the road versus New Mexico State. Keith, 7 o'clock game on ESPN. I'm going New Mexico State in this one, Keith. Uh, I'm going New Mexico State. I think that they're going to be able to pull it out. They are a uh, looks like they're an eight point favorite. If yeah, they are eight point favorite, uh, you know, New Mexico State is their protected home. So that's just a one score game. I, I think that they're going to you know, I think they're going to I think they're going to beat the spread. I think they're going to win by at least 10.
1: OK, you pick, so basically you're picking a blowout, BP, you're picking a blowout by New Mexico State. But I'm right there with you, man. I'm rolling with New Mexico State on this one also.
0: Uh, next up we have Ohio traveling to San Diego State. Uh man to play the Aztecs San Diego State. This is a cool this is projected to be a close game. Uh, San Diego State is favored by three points. Keith, I'm actually going with the upset. I'm going with Ohio to go in on the road. I know it's I know it's week zero in and, and, and San Diego. They they're they've always been a kind of a well-coached team, especially defensively. They've always had kind of some under-the-radar defensive prospects. Uh that they they just play good football on the defensive side of the ball, especially. But I think Ohio Ohio has done good, you know, from, from the years that I've seen them, especially with the offensive side of the ball. They'll be able to run the football at times. I'm a, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick I'm gonna go on the wild side. I'm gonna pick Ohio to go and get the get the upset.
1: I'm I'm going other way, DP. And for everything that you just said, I'm going San Diego State because it's always a well-run football team. They always have pretty good athletes on the perimeters, right? And then like you said, this defense, the defensive scheme is is complex. I remember. Um, I think that he's the head coach of Mississippi State now, but he was the D coordinator of Mississippi State. But he actually came from, I want to say, San Diego State um, at some point, and we studied some of his um, some of his schemes and some, you know, de- defensively. And if they still ran some of those same things, I know that they were very complex, especially with the fronts and stuff. I expect some of that to confuse Ohio. So I'm going to go with San Diego State.
0: All right, all right. We next up we have uh, Hawaii traveling to. Nashville to play the Vanderbilt. To play Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt's on the home 7:30. SEC network and, and, and the spread in this game. I think Vanderbilt Vanderbilt is favored by 17 and a half. Uh, and I'm taking it. I think uh, this is SEC football versus Hawaii. That physicality, they're going to run the ball. Vanderbilt's going to be able to lean on those boys on the in the trenches and win. Games are win or loss in the trenches, ladies and gentlemen. And and, and you know, Hawaii just has to me, man, I I, I would love to get, for for nostalgia purposes, I would love to, for them to get back to that spread, just high octane passing offense, being up there, the the run and shoot and everything we used to see with recipes of peace, Colt Brennan and all the yeah. the court we've seen come through there, man. I would love for them to get back to that. I don't think that's the case starting out this season, so I'm going Vanderbilt, and I'm thinking that they're going to match the spread at 17 and a half. I'm tall, I'm calling blowout.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm a DP. I'm I'm right there with you, man. Longer days of, you know, Kobe Brennan and them putting up 50 55 points on people, um scoring at will right whenever they wanted to. Um, you know, with Hawaii. So, I'm I'm definitely going with Vanderbilt. Uh that I listen, I I've played at not played, but I've coached at Vanderbilt I think twice, right? I was I was, you know, there twice. And this is this is a, um it's it's not a very big stadium, right? But when they fill that thing out, um, you know, they 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 can definitely get after it. And Vanderbilt always has NFL prospects, right? Do they have 10 to 15 to be in SEC championship contention? No, but they have enough to be competitive in football games. One of and they have a wide receiver out there also, um, you know, that, that can play pretty decent football. So I think this would be a, a, a coming out showing for him. So I'm definitely looking forward towards that DP. And a wide receiver, I believe, is Will Shepard. So be on the lookout for Will okay. Shepard.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Next up, we got San Jose State going into to, to the Coliseum versus the USC Trojans, the number six ranked, 8 p.m. Eastern on Pac-12 network. And uh, USC is favored by 30 points. Book it. Trojans. <laughs>
1: I'm taking Caleb four, Williams. Four,
0: tutties for for my for yeah, my guy Caleb I, Williams I, over there, man.
1: I don't even know if it be. It might be six. DP. I, I'm taking Caleb Williams. I think he comes in there. He, he he's gonna sling the rock, man. He he he. You watch him, right? And you talk about LA. And then him, I don't want to say understanding everything about L.A., right, because he's not originally from there. But I think he's embracing the big lights right now. So I think he's going to want to come in there and put on a show, man. I won the Heisman last year. Um, You know, people are saying that I may not be like I am quarterback one, but there may be somebody else. I think he's going to have a chip on the show and they coming in like, let me show everybody why there's no doubt that I am quarterback one in this class. He's going to start this thing off with week zero against San, what San Jose State.
0: Yep, San Jose State. And last up, Keith, we have the uh, FIU, Florida International, going in to play La Tech, Louisiana Tech, 9 p.m. They have a a prospect, a former, I think, four-star linebacker, Avery Huff, uh, that was, I believe he was at the University of Miami. Uh, he transferred um, there. So, hopefully, I, I would like to see him get on the field and showcase what he's doing. He's kind of an undersized linebacker, kind of almost built like a safety. He's like 210 pounds, so he might be a safety in the NFL. But I'm, I'm looking to forward seeing him. In terms of this game, I think uh, La Tech, Louisiana Tech, you know, is, you know, they're coming down to, to Louisiana. I think they're going to be able to protect uh, home field. And, and, and this is a team that, you know, I can't remember if they still run the spread, but I, I'm picking them to win this game.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm picking Louisiana Tech also, man. It's Louisiana Tech. They they are one of those programs that every so often, and it's often right that they usually they have a good solid football program, right? They you know yeah. they they're, they're they're a eight nine ten one team. Um, you know they're one of those group of five teams that can crack the top 25, but they're always in a fringe of that, right? And then they, they put out draft prospects, man. They put out draft prospects every single year. So I'm going to pick Louisiana Tech also. The, I, these the, This is one of those teams, DP, like even with conference realignment and everything, they're one of those teams where can you see them getting bumped up, right? Because their, their roster is usually pretty good for their conference. So I'm definitely going to Louisiana Tech. I think it's, it's a lot of talent. Like you said, you talked about the linebacker. But obviously, as we get through this year, there's going to be more and more guys that uncover themselves.
0: Yeah, Parker McNeil. Um, I think Marquise Crosby, the running back, is still there. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a sophomore kid. Almost ran for a thousand yards. I think that they'll be able to get the run game going, get the play action pass in the RPO game. So, listen, guys, we just broke down Week Zero college football. It felt good to get that out of the way. It felt good to to talk about <laughs> these games, man, and, and these prospects and in, in, in these in these matchups. Because Week One is next week. And that's what the everybody's on the schedule, all those big-time programs, all those. But at the same time, we're going to talk about the little guys as well. We're not going to let them slip under the radar. But, Keith, man, it it was a fun show, fun show, brother.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely enjoyed it, man. Y'all make sure y'all tap in with us, man. Like we said, week zero, right? So that was kind of preseason for us, Um, you know, knocking off the cobwebs a little bit for this college football thing. And like I said, next week we have everybody playing, so we'll really be able to hit you with all the action, all the prospects. So y'all make sure to stay tapped in with us. Like I said, if they're playing college football, that mean there's some NFL draft prospects out there, and you know your guys are going to watch them. So definitely shout out to our everydays. Thank you for tapping in with us. And like I said, man, tweet at us because we tweet back, man. Let's talk about college football this weekend let's talk about the preseason we are officially full go right like everybody's playing football right now even if you want to talk about a high school prospect from time to time we are all the way go man we're all going this man definitely appreciate y'all tapping in with us
0: for sure, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available on YouTube. Hit the bell notification so you're notified whenever we drop content on this channel, y'all. Thank y'all for making uh locked on NFL draft your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. Like he said, for being the family and for being our everyday, it is Friday. Y'all have a fun. Uh, football-filled weekend, you know, preseason football, college football week zero. Uh, holler at us on Twitter. You can find and follow me at DP underscore NFL, Keith Sanchez at the Talent Code. Talk to us because we do talk back. Come and join the conversation again on, on Monday on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.